Today I want to talk about a topic, and you know me, I've, there's always a purpose in what I want to speak about. And as a young man, I was sharing last night in the last week that I listened to God's Word. My dad and mom would teach me the Word, and they would have me memorize the Word. My dad would pay me uh, to memorize the Bible. And uh, so I think it was a penny a verse when I was little. So I found all the chapters that had short verses like Rejoice Evermore, <laughs> Jesus Wept. <laughs> and, but I didn't realize that my dad and mom were, were teaching me the word, the concepts of the word, even though I couldn't connect the dots to the word. It was being taught and memorized and, and placed inside of me. But in my late teens, something awoke on the inside of me as I began to understand that I could change my future with something called faith. That I wasn't a pawn in a great chess game out of control that God would do what He wanted. I began to recognize that there were two things that were going on in my life. Grace was God's part but faith was my part, and that I needed to understand faith. And so it just became a passion. And before I was even married, God began to teach me in the Word, and I began to practice the process of faith. I probably couldn't teach it like I have figured out today. I probably had pieces and different things that I would share, but I begin to practice and I begin to focus. I begin to experience. I begin to put to practice this, this development, this process of faith. I remember as a young man, uh, I got a job at a steel mill for a year or so, and then I moved from there to the hospital where I got involved in a paramedic program. And that was an awakening as I hit the streets and began to see murder and killing and rape and child abuse and dead bodies and accidents and fires. And I could, you know, the smells and the pictures and the sounds that begin to just, just harass me. And I began to believe God. I said, God, I want to pray with people and see salvations. I want to pray with people and see miracles. And many of you who have, hear, who have gotten some of the series I have done over the years, like healing the sick, operating in the miraculous, understanding Holy Spirit, as I share testimony after testimony of miracles that took place in front of doctors, in front of nurses, in the back of ambulances, in ditches. Um, and, and I began to understand, and it just got exciting for me that that my faith had a part to play. I didn't have to do God's part, but I had to do my part. And I'll never forget coming in as the pastor at Springs and Sal and I coming into uh, Calgary and Springs Church and putting this, putting my faith to work and understanding how to, to believe Him, how to work this process that is open to every believer, that faith is the servant of every believer, and that if you don't put his faith to work, it's not working. And uh, so here, I remember in that little church on 479 St. Mary's, uh, you know, and I think it seated 300 people or so, and, and I, I began to just pray and believe. And as in my very first year as I would come in, I would, you know, walk 
out of the little office area and say, please don't bother me. I want an hour in the sanctuary and I would just close the doors and I would just begin to worship God on the piano and and uh, then I would walk around and I would begin to work this process. I began to believe and experience and see and recognize the language of the heart and that was in 1994. My first day was July 17th. And from there, it has been a journey. And for those who have been here with me, uh, and the staff and the volunteers and the teams who I just fell in love with, Sal and I, they've, just, they've become our friends over the, over the years, and, and you know who you are. But to see what God has done in the years past is a stunning thing at the grace of God. But it's because we believed together. So today, I want to teach you how to persuade your heart. I want you to understand this amazing ability that God has placed on this planet. That when God created this physical world, he put laws into this physical world. He created atoms, the subatomic world, the laws of science. He created it. Don't forget that. He's loving and smiling as his kids, you know, discover new laws in science and etc. But he also made the world that we live in an interactive world and that an individual's faith impacts the field, the world around them. So many people think that science and faith do not mix. But I remember as I was going through the sciences and education as a young man thinking, I don't see how the Bible disagrees. And often when science disagreed, you'd see changes take place as more discoveries happened. And, and I don't believe at all that real science and the Word of God differ at all. The more I study the Word, the more I understand what's going on in the sciences, I'm just amazed at the goodness of God. So when he put human beings on this planet, he gave you five senses to understand, interpret, and discern what goes on in this physical world. But you need to understand something. God didn't create just a physical world. He created a spirit world where He exists. Angels exist. Fallen angels exist. You are a spirit, so you exist in both worlds. And the jury is out as everybody begins to understand things like there are other dimensions that maybe we don't know about. Maybe the Bible is silent about. You know, I'm not a science uh, guy. That's not my area. But there is a world outside of this physical world that you cannot see with your physical eyes, smell, feel, touch, or hear. The five senses are useless outside of this physical world. But if you want to sense and know what goes on outside, what in the spirit world, what's behind things that are going on, you must do it is with something called faith. And so this development of faith is crucial because faith in the finished work of the cross where God's grace begins to move in your life and His favor begins to change things is crucial. Now, in Hebrews chapter 11 and verses 1, let me read you a couple of verses. I'm going to read them from the Amplified. 
It says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for. It's the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as a real fact what is not revealed to the senses. For by faith, trust, holy fervor, born of faith, the men of old had divine testimony born to them and obtained a good report. By faith, we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God, so that what we see was not made out of things which are visible. Doesn't say he made something out of nothing. He said it's the unseen dimension and realm that he made the seen realm from. 2 Corinthians 4.18. It says, while we look not at the things that are seen, that word means sensed in the five senses, but the things that are unseen. It doesn't say things that don't exist. It says that they're just unseen. For the things that are visible to the senses are temporary, brief and fleeting, but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. So, when we understand that God created, if you want to call it the subatomic field, if you want to call it this field around us, but it is interactive and faith in the finished work of Jesus, which brings God's unearned favor, his grace, his ability into our lives has been given to you as a follower of Jesus Christ. And it is up to you to work this process. And it is exciting. It's wonderful. It causes a fervor in people to rise up and live with such passion and excitement. I often meet pastors who are my age in the ministry, and, and I've been teaching behind pulpits now for 40 years. And some of them are so burnt out, they've died from all different things, or they quit, or they're depressed, or suicidal, or you name it. And I, I don't know what's going on there. All I know is I've never been as passionate and excited about the future about his church, about Springs and Miracle Channel and what we're going to do in Canada and around the world and advance his kingdom and get the harvest off. There's something about understanding faith that does something to your marriage, your kids, your grandkids. It's crucial. It's vital. Understand that faith is a process. You've got to start that process with this fact. God is absolutely in love with you and he only wants good things for you and he has no judgment for you because Jesus took it everything about you he's in love with he cares about and his plans are all good Psalms 139 says so you've got to start with love because faith works by love so dive into the word and see how much he cares and loves someone says well how do you know god loves you because he sent his son to take your sin die in your place take your punishment go to hell in your place so that you could have his life so that you could go to heaven so you could experience his joy Oh, man, you're lucky that God loves you this much. I would never give up one of my kids for you, and neither would you for me. How can you even equate this amazing love that God has? Start with love. And you need to stop seeing all the crazy preachers that preach God's going to get you, going to get you, going to get you, you dirty, rotten little sinner. Hey, oh, come on. Like, we've got to see and, and understand the word of God. Faith is of the heart. Faith is 
is going to change the reality you don't like and it's going to begin to cause a shift and a change in the world, the field around you, you the cells of your body, the, the, the world and the business world, just everything. Faith is going to change. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 4, this is the victory that overcomes the world. It's even our faith. We must. Some of you are going to have to listen to this over and over. because I'm going to dive through some definition stuff maybe you've never heard before. But we must get our beliefs and our speech in line with God's Word. God's Word, your beliefs, and your speech are three crucial things. They've got to be in harmony. So as the Bible teaches you this, there's an excitement and a passion as you begin to believe God's truth, not your mama's truth, not your papa's truth, not the, the, your side of the tracks truth, not the color of your skin or the culture you were raised in truths. I've got to get every tribe and tongue on this planet. We've got to get them to understand there's only two kingdoms, and that is the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And whether the color of our skin, the language, we are all brothers and sisters, children of God, and, and, and lose whatever uh, prejudice you seem to have. So, we've got to get our beliefs in line with God's beliefs and speak and talk the same. People often ask me, Leon, how do I know that I'm in faith? Like, what does it feel like? Let me give you some help in this area. Because some people think, well, you just ignore the sickness, ignore the problem, ignore the storm. It's not there. It's not there. Look where the dog didn't bite me. Like, Denial and ignoring the storm, the problem, does nothing but destroy your life. That is not faith. All right? So we have to understand that we have to get our thinking, our feelings, our emotions in line with God's Word. And when you begin to know His Word, and you begin to feel excited about the truths of His Word, and your emotions begin to fall in line in a general way with the Word of God, you know you're in faith. Faith is not just, you know, 10 minutes at church, you feel good about it, and then the rest of the week, your life sucks, and then you die. No, as you do and work the process of faith, you're going to find that your thinking, your emotions, your feelings, and God's Word, they begin to agree. And it's the most exciting thing. It's just hard to explain to people how that in the midst of whatever's going on, I'm going, nah, not a chance. And now, not a chance. When someone's, wow, things are never going to be the same again. They're going to be better. When they say no to this and no to that, who you? Who you decided who, who, what's going to happen in my life? Not a chance. You begin to have this full, see, faith is being fully persuaded. And as you work this process of faith, there's a hope that rises up. If you have been so addicted or there's something that's destroyed your life or you're a beaten down Christian and you've tried this and you've tried that and you're an expert on everything failed and you don't even know how to pick your faith or your face up again listen to me just get in his word and hope will begin rekindled hope is this uh it's this expectation that things can change hope is beginning to to read his word and to believe and to plant this word in your heart and all of a sudden you begin to hope it's not faith but it's a part of this process of beginning to hope again and begin to look forward with expectation that things are going to change. It's a part of this process. Now, you'll always hear me talk about confessing God's Word. 
There are two types of confession that you need to understand. Mark 11, it says, speak to problems. It uses the word mountain as an example of something that's in your way. Something that you can't get passed through over around. There's something that's stopping you. And so it says, you speak to it and you command it to go. And it will obey you. And so people begin to speak to their issues and their problems. And when nothing happens, they give up on this thing called faith. But faith is being fully persuaded. What do I mean by fully persuaded? Persuaded by the renewing of your mind in what you know, your thinking, your feeling, your emotions, and the word. When you renew your mind, you renew your imagination, you renew your feelings, you renew your emotions. It's, it's a stunning, exciting thing. And you don't do it in your own strength. This faith, this, it just comes from the word. You just start to read and grow. It plants in your heart and it starts to grow. You don't even know how it says in Mark 4, 26 and on. You don't even know how it's going. You just feel different. Things are changing on the inside of you. And so confession is firstly persuading your heart. And it might take days. It might take months. I don't know how you're working. It might take years. Took Abraham years to persuade his heart and to be fully persuaded when it came to having a son and believing that the heir, that the, the, the prophecy is going to come through his son Isaac. And it's, it's, a, it's a great look at faith. But Abraham had to be fully persuaded. I can think of examples in my life. I remember as a young man when I was working in, in, in paramedics and out on the calls that I had a problem with my ankles. I think because of all the brutal sports, football, basketball, rolling my ankle, that, that there were times when I would go down a ditch or I would walk down a stairs a certain way and I would turn either of my feet and they would lock up and the pain was so brutal that I couldn't function. I couldn't even put weight on it. And so here you are stuck. Well, that's no good if you're on an emergency call and you got cars in the ditches and, and things. And so I recognized and I, I just spoke to it, commanded it to go, believing God for healing in my body, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Day after day. And one day I realized that, okay, on this specific thing, I need to get into His Word and just believe Him. I remember because it was three months later that one day I was running down a ditch. It was the, the same kind of incline. And all of a sudden I realized my feet, my, my ankles might lock up. And I'm gonna, and, but there was nothing there. I ran up and down and tried different things later that day. And they were completely healed and never bothered me since. And what I did was I began to recognize God loves me, doesn't want me this way. Let's get his word. Let's begin to meditate. Let's plant it in my heart. Let's begin to experience. And so the language of faith is dreams and visions. It's a language of your heart. You don't think in words. You know, if I said, oh, look, here comes a grizzly bear and he's running and the snow is flying up around him and he's coming towards me. You don't see G-R-I-Z-Z-L-E-Y. You don't see my words in letters, consonants, and vowels. You see what I'm saying in pictures. And so if you want to know how to begin to grow and, and, and work this process, it's not that you need more and more and more faith. You know, you've got the measure. But you need to allow God's word so that you can experience the end result of your faith. And so I remember in my mornings before I'd go to work, 
I would begin to take his word and say, your word says that you took all diseases, you took all situations, and all the promises are mine. And I declare right now, Father, that the healing power of God flows in my ankles and they're healed in Jesus' name. And I'd see myself running and jumping and shooting baskets and running up and down ditches and I'm healed, I'm healed. I began to experience the healing in my heart before I ever experienced it out here in this world. When I was in the church as a new pastor at Springs, I would walk up and down the aisles in just kind of the darkness of that room telling the staff to leave me alone. And I would see coming down one aisle, people getting saved on the other aisle, waving crutches, pushing wheelchairs, healed and victorious. And, and, and I would just begin to experience preaching to thousands when I was only preaching to a few hundred. I remember wanting land and property and, and the board were a precious group of men and, uh, and they were working with us and we were looking at this piece of property and, and I probably didn't do my job in, in sharing the vision like I should have to them. We were always dealing with day-to-day -day stuff, but they just felt like five acres is enough. Nope, we don't need the whole 53 acres. Five acres is enough. And I fought with them, not really fought. I mean, we talked, we, we, they're brilliant men. We looked at, there were no churches they felt that needed more than five acres. And, and, and I just said, no, you guys, I'm sorry, I want all 53. And, and eventually we worked together and we agreed and we got the whole 53 acres. Little did we know we're gonna buy a bunch of more plots till we got almost 130 acres. You see, there's something that I was sensing. I was experiencing reaching the city, reaching the nation, reaching the world. And I was experiencing preaching to thousands and preaching to tens of thousands, preaching to millions as a church ministering and impacting. The language of faith, okay, is not a, a casual emotion. It is experiencing the end result that you desire with God's word and meditating and connecting at the heart level and spending time with God and man your heart begins to rise up with such an ability so there are two kinds of confessions. The first is persuading your heart. I did that for three months with my ankles. And then I don't know exactly when, but there was one day when I just said, my ankles are healed and I'm thanking you for it. Now it's a done deal. And it happened. Wham! Those bone chips just disintegrated. They're not there. I haven't had a problem in 30 years with them. So we know that there, there's a confession that moves mountains and there's a confession that persuades your heart. So keep persuading your heart with the word of God and don't be worried when things don't happen. You're just persuading your heart. I remember when I became the CEO of the Miracle Channel. I was a pastor who had learned to see churches and schools and believe God for growth there, but I'd never uh, taken on a, 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 a TV channel that was going bankrupt in three months with a a bunch of staff who didn't believe anything could happen or change anyway. And I was walking into a, a, a sense of just, uh, I remember walking the hallways of the Miracle Channel offices that are still there today in Lethbridge and, and just this wah, wah. It was so negative. Everybody had given up. They'd gone through so many CEOs and they're going bankrupt and TV has shot its best shot, they told me. All we can do is ride this thing out. There, what they saw, what they believed was so contrary that I had to de almost develop an entirely new staff. And so we beautifully released them to something they want to do with their lives and begin to look and hire staff that would believe and had skills and abilities too. And today, not only did we get across 
Canada and multiple cable stations, which they said was impossible, but the stuff that we're shooting and, and developing at Miracle is going around the world in multiple languages on all these TV channels. And you go, what's going on? And when I became the CEO, I had to begin to pray and speak God's word over the airwaves, over opportunities. And I began to experience touching this nation, touching this world. I remember a friend of mine in, in uh, Calgary, Steve, and he worked with us in television and he plays piano, works in worship and praise. And he had spent a number of years working and editing in sound and video for movies with Disney and other amazing. So he understood quite a bit about TV. And we'd get together when I first got the Miracle Chain. And he would just shake his head. He goes, why do you want this thing, Leon? I said, we're going to touch the nation with it. So we're going to take the gospel to the world. And he'd say, Leon, I mean, it was it, there were so many problems and issues. But nothing changed for about six months. And I began to envision and experience. And I began to see and speak the word. What was I doing? I was persuading my heart to be the CEO of a miracle channel. I was persuading my heart to see it pay off its bills. I was persuading my heart to see it even to get onto cable stations, which none of them had us onto, and et cetera, et cetera. And I mean, six months later, all of a sudden, uh, you know, the right staff started coming in, telling me they wanted to come in. And then all of a sudden, uh, things begin to open up and they begin to work with me and we all begin to believe together. And it just bam, bam, bam. And, and it is just an incredible journey of faith as we all begin to believe together. So speaking God's word is persuading your heart with the word. And then there'll come a point where you'll speak and it'll just happen because your heart is persuaded, fully persuaded. We don't have time to dive into doubt, but I want to just encourage you that doubts, you cannot doubt in your heart. Many of the Christians, and this is my last thought, but many Christians think that when you've got a doubt, you just need more faith. No, you don't. You've been given the measure. You've planted it. You're working it. It's actually your attention. Your attention needs to be on the Word and the fact that the Word of God, which is spirit and life, changes the field around you, the world around you. But a doubt is actually you focusing on something your five senses have gathered as evidence. And according to Romans 8, your five senses are going to try to always be at war with your faith. It's called the flesh and the spirit. And as you look at that and recognize that when a doubt rises up, get your attention off the fact you can't see the miracle, feel the miracle, experience the miracle in this world, and get back over into faith. And your focus is so crucial. Some of you have not worked this process for years, but years ago, things began to happen. And I want to challenge you to dive back into this exciting process of faith and believe God. What are you going to have faith in? The finished work of Jesus, that he died on the cross, that he bore your sin your, and the curse of the law. He took it. He qualified you for every promise in the Bible. It's not just reading a casual verse. Our faith is in Jesus, Galatians 2.20 says, and what he did for us. He rose again. And so this new covenant Christian, this faith that you and I have, it's crucial. Feed your faith starve your doubts. Don't focus on opposing thoughts. Don't focus on your doubts. 
That's like you saying, Leon, I'm addicted to donuts and I'm fighting donuts so I don't get more overweight and unhealthy. So you begin to, right now as the service is coming to an end, you begin to think, I'm not thinking about donuts, I'm not thinking about donuts, donuts, no, 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 I'm fighting donuts, I'm, I'm done with donuts, I'm not gonna eat more donuts. No, you don't fight with doubts because you're focusing on them and it, it just causes them to spread. You get your focus off of whatever that doubt is and you focus on what you desire in the word and you begin to experience and know that there is some incredible principles buried in this message that you need to listen to over and over and let's get back to the exciting faith life hebrews 11 says all the great men and women of old they did things by faith they believed in what jesus had done they believed in the grace of god in the new covenant and in the old covenant they believed in that covenant and that god was good and he was going to do things are you, are you focusing and putting your attention on this faith process, believing and experiencing the end result? Are you? Because if you're not, nothing's going to happen. You'll spend your whole life maintained at the best, but probably slowly drifting off. God has given us this incredible, incredible thing. The, one of the analogies of Jesus is the servant of the believer this faith life and it's by grace that you're saved through your faith God's unearned favor you begin to believe in it oh I'm so I, I could go on for another hour and teach this but I'm done there and I want you to make sure and dive in get the notes off of our app and just spend some time and get back into a relationship with Jesus knowing his word and watch as you work this incredibly awesome process that nothing will be held back from you. Jesus said, all things are possible. He didn't say, except, except, except. He said everything. Why have we lived so far below in our marriages, finances, health, family, kids, countries, nations, governments? Come on, let's rise up and let's work this beautiful, amazing process called faith. If you're watching today and you say, Leon, I don't know Jesus Christ as my savior. But oh man, I, I want to know this Jesus you're so excited about. Just tell him right now, Jesus, I put my trust in you. I don't know everything about you yet, but please come into my heart. Please come into my life. From today and on, I'm following you. Teach me your word and your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Welcome to the family of God. It's beautiful. It's powerful. Let me know you did that. 